Welcome to Homemaker Chic. We're rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm here with the naturally blonde Shay ah, Elliott. There it is. As we clarified last week, boom, <laughs> we are Homemaker Chic. And we are keeping it real today. In fact, we're keeping it so real that Shay just popped on Instagram for an Instagram live to get some ideas from you on what you'd like us to cover today. Mm -hmm. Because today we are examining a day in the life. Can I be honest? Yes, ma'am. May not be the best day for that. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Timing is everything. Timing is everything, as they say. And uh, I don't know about you, Angela. I mean, I can kind of tell by the look on your face, but it's been Mm -hmm. a little bit of a sandpaper day, you know, where your skin's just a little agitated by your surrounding situation. Just a little like nails on a chalkboard. Just a little bit. A little irritated. I just uh, walked out of my office and got a view of the house. And Mm. it looks like... Someone exploded a homeschool all over the kitchen <laughs> and the living room and the couch. Built a, a jungle gym out of cushions on the couch. And yep. that's what I'm going to turn around and face as soon as we're done here. I know. While I make dinner at the same time. Yes. So it's going to be, um, I'm going to put my cape on and my yes. Wonder Woman t-shirt and yep. go for it. Mm-hmm. I don't really see this um, podcast so, as work for that very reason, because I'm like, sit and have a glass of wine where Stuart needs to keep the kids quiet for an hour with my best friend. Yes, please. Ignore right, the reality of daily life. Yes, please. <laughs> a scandalous pre-dinner glass of wine. Yes. Oh, it's three o'clock. I know. Nothing to see it's here, ladies. Job description. Nothing, to, nothing to see here. Well, speaking of that, Miss Angela, what are you sipping today? Are you still on our big bad Bordeaux or have we moved on? Uh, I woke up to a fresh blanket of snow. Oh, so okay. as you said last time, I'm you're still there. Not quite moved on to the okay. colds yet. Okay. So I'm no rosé for you I am. today. I'm no rosé, Jose. I am uh, still at it with a Bordeaux. It's Chateau Tarin, Chateau Turin, as I would say. <laughs> And it is a 2015 Bordeaux, pretty straightforward uh, red blend, very typical of Bordeaux. So it's, you know, a Cabernet and a Merlot, a Cabernet Franc, uh, Petit Verdot and Malbec kind of Mm. all the all the common grapes of Bordeaux. All the big players, as it were. All all the big players. It's very savory and it's it's very affordable, even though it is a silver winner at the... uh, Concours General Agricole in Paris. Ooh. So that's um, it sounds so fancy. not typical of a wine like in this price range. So um, I think it's around the country. It averages about $10 a bottle, 105 a case. And, and this is the one you got at Costco, right? Nope. This is a different one. We've oh. got a, a nice little wine shop in town and they do a really, really good job of accommodating the locals. So... Uh, they're working on bringing in more wines without sulfates for me, more organic wines. Mm. And this is one of the ones I love that. I'm drinking one kind of like that right now, an organic one that I got. It's a Cab Franc 
from the Loire Valley. And Lovely. normally it normally Cab Francs are pretty spicy. Like you kind of pair them. They're acidic. You know, you pair them with something that can take the heat of that like lentils, <laughs> something that needs that bite. But right. I opened this one like a day and a half ago. <laughs> and I'm still drinking on it. So it's, you know, it's had some time to kind of hang out and breathe a bit. So it's super rich and super velvety. And it's kind of one of those wines right now because it's been decanted to it's like slipping into a warm bath where it's just easy. You know, it's just soft around the edges. It's super, super enjoyable for this rather raggedy day, as we would call it. It is a raggedy day. I mean, it, it's it's been a doozy. It's Wednesday. And uh, what's up in your you world know, today? Moms. We actually haven't really talked um, before well, this. So you guys are I getting know. the real, you know, live action powwow here. First of all, I do want to ask you a question. So Shay and I are besties. And that means sometimes she'll inadvertently dial me when she's in the the WC and I get a oh. shot of her ceiling. <laughs> this happened a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, Shay, you're in the bathroom. I can see your ceiling. I'm going to hang up now because I don't want you to embarrass yourself. Um, but, you know, we do talk on the phone when we're in the tub, you know, from from the chin up. So you mentioned a warm bath and I do. I actually would like to know this. Yes, this is weird. <laughs> Do you fill the tub and then get in Ooh. or do you sit in the tub and then let it fill? Inquiring minds want yes. to know. Uh, there is a very specific response <laughs> yes. to this. Okay. No, okay. there's a very specific too, response. So okay. We have this okay. really great old cast iron bathtub. When we redid our bathroom last year, um, I got it off Etsy and it actually came up from Mississippi. It was this old cast iron tub from the forties that somebody had refurbished and I, Love it. Like in my mind, when we redid our bathroom, it had to be a cast iron tub. Cast iron gets cold in the wintertime and our bathroom floors aren't really insulated <laughs> so much because it's an old house. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> so even though the bathtub sits, you know, six inches up off the floor, it gets really cold from the, the radiant coldness from the floor. So my point in that is if I were to get into the bathtub and start filling it, I would freeze my little cheekies off. So I plug the bathtub, turn the water on as hot as it will go for the first like mm-hmm. four inches so that it, the cast iron will sort of absorb that heat. Okay. Then I adjust the temperature accordingly and then I get in. So I get in when there's like six inches of water and then I let it fill the rest of the way. So now you have a very specific response. It's both. Yes, I do. I'm I'm still a little bit hung up on that. You had to get a bathtub in Mississippi because, well, it had to be maybe the that bathtub. Kind of, you know, right? Listen, is that like a you got to have West your Coast like thing, jacket, like with, your little half hoodie jacket denim weird thing? Okay, I was that way with the bathtub. I had to have it, so I saved up my pennies and I shipped up a bathtub from Mississippi. And I don't really need your judgment about that. Okay. If you were me, you would have found one for $10. I know. On the corner. But listen, (laughs) I tried. I eyed them for a while and then I saw this one. It was a gem. Because I actually have two in my garage just sitting there waiting for me. (laughs) I 
inventory. Well, you didn't offer to send me one, and Craigslist didn't have any, so I did what I had to do, Angela. Okay, so I do the opposite. As much as I love, I do, I do not use any cold water. I do the same thing where I crank it all the way to hot mm-hmm. and just scald every yes. germ and every stress. Yeah, it's like you're trying body. to melt away your leg hairs. Seriously. <laughs> If you haven't mowed them. Uh, But I do subject myself to the initial torture. I channel my inner Yona, my Mm. inner Mm -hmm. Viking. Yes. And I do subject myself to the cold cast iron. Okay. Because I want the metamorphosis. You want the thrill. I want the the full experience Mm. of like... Okay. Like freezing goosebump where your yeah. leg hair is growing to just the scalding mustache sweat. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And why are we talking about this? I don't know. You mentioned it like, like it's like your you wine was it. like a nice hot bath. Oh, okay. And it yes. just it <laughs> made me have a question okay. about our friendship about you that I didn't well, know. Well, so. because this is about daily life, truth be told, I do take a bath almost every night. Yep. And See, it's perfect. I, I nailed it with the segue. Yeah. There. Way to do that. Yeah. I'm sure some listeners are like, mm-hmm. but how, Mama Four? How do you have time for a bath every night? Um, I am pretty strict about bedtime. That's how. So my younger three go to bed at seven. Um, and they don't have to go to sleep necessarily, although those three usually do, but they need to be in their rooms at seven. Teeth brush, jammies on, mm-hmm. the whole the whole shebang. My oldest goes to bed at eight. So I get a little bit of time with her, you know, before the end of the day. And then at eight o'clock on the money, I am in that bathtub and I'm in there till 830, 45 reading, you know, buying bathtubs on Etsy, whatever, whatever I need to do. FaceTiming and FaceTiming and <laughs> <laughs> watching Monty on my phone. <laughs> All the appropriate things one could do. Exactly. Exactly. It is a big part of my daily life because I find, you know, Okay, here's the reality. We are not stay-at-home moms, you and I. We're work-at-home moms. Right. And I need time at night to turn my brain off or I don't sleep. And so Mm -hmm. that time, that hour before bed of like putting myself to sleep intentionally, you know, it's it's a process. And it starts at 8 (laughs) o'clock. That is my my quote-unquote bedtime. I mean, usually I'm legitimately asleep by probably 9.15, pretty early party what's right i i love to go to bed early it gets worse the um tell me because you're older yeah because i'm older what's this like at your age yeah i i just love i do i just scold myself into oblivion (laughs) wind down uh no bubbles mostly epsom salts Mm -hmm. and oils a whole lot of essential oils yeah yeah. And I give myself like a mini facial mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. So I go through this elaborate pampering skin skincare routine and it's just my treat. It's mm-hmm. like, good job, Ange. Mm-hmm. You made it through the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yep. And for those moms who are listening who are not quite at that point yet, you should know. There were many days where I would take a bath, but it would be in, you know, a rental hot tub where the water heater was broken and I could get like three inches of hot water and it's half the size of mine that it is now. So I'm like curled up in the bottom. You know, I got a screaming toddler coming in and out 
I remember multiple times Stu would bring me whichever baby it was, you know, and I would just nurse the baby in the bath and then hand her back. And, you know, it, it still was something that like I loved to do. Why are you laughing? Have you never nursed I'm a baby in the bath? I have totally nursed a baby yeah. in the bathtub. Oh, totally. Many times. Yeah. It's great. I loved it. I thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. But my point is. is that I know people say this and you want to punch them when you're at that stage of womanhood when people are like oh these days are going to pass and like you won't have a nursing baby forever and you're like throat punch yes I will this is going to go on forever um you won't there will come a time where I won't say you can have an uninterrupted bath but it does get better wouldn't you say yeah the uninterrupted the uninterrupted bath is just um it's a novelty it's a fallacy we have one bathroom one bathroom. And so when I'm taking a bath and somebody comes in and they need to use the bathroom, I have to pull the shower curtain close mm-hmm. and I say number one or number two. And if it's number two, I am out of there. <laughs> like I do not want to hang around for that in a hot, steamy bathroom. <laughs> That's wrong. That's where you need that outdoor outhouse. Seriously. Seriously. You know, but it's it's fine. Many people have bigger problems than having to get out of the bathtub. Because their child needs. Yeah, to I still toilet. don't have like a. I mean, yeah, our bathrooms are so nasty. <laughs> they're they're uh, on the bottom of the totem pole on this remodel. So yeah, we still have like the rust stains and the caulk yeah. and the all the good things. All the you good know, things. The, that Midwestern bathroom mm, thing going on. Yeah, but I have two tubs in my garage. Listen, so there's that. <sighs> I'm gonna need you to back off that a little bit. I'm happy with my tub purchase. <laughs> okay. I had no idea. I, how did I not know you got it from Mississippi? That cracks me up. It was awesome. It also had to sit in my dining room for six months because I wasn't willing to put it outside because it was so beautiful. And we weren't ready to remodel our bathroom yet. This is why Stuart yeah, deserves like, uh, the man of the year award. And this is also why he's starting to get gray hairs in his beard. Because of my antics. Joel's are like white. <laughs> They're going to have to fight for it. <laughs> Mine has like um, a hammock and outdoor furniture cushions mm. in it, in them outside. Okay. Beehive frames, you know. When you said that, of- my voice, my mind went to like a hammock suspended over the bathtub. Like, is this the some bathtub? sort of like swanky? No, it's like a storage <laughs> unit right now. <laughs> but my Someday day will come. it will be awesome. Okay. And then I'll FaceTime you from my exactly. coffee tub. Darn it. Let's talk about our days, Angela. Um, let's okay. talk about a few of these pointers that our Instagram audience was curious about. And speaking of our Instagram audience, I want you to give us your favorite comments from Instagram this week. Okay. Well, first of all, we have to give the disclaimer that we love all of you and we, we are trying to make friends. So <laughs> I, we have offended the jumper crowd. We're sorry. We love you. <laughs> and that's about all I can say. And to that. Because so. we can't disclaim everything we can say. Please know that if we say something that we do or don't do, that is not something that you have to do or don't do. It's just our thoughts and opinions. That's all. For sure. We love you. But I am not alone in the pee outside department. <laughs> and so 
those were my favorite comments of the week. So <laughs> it sounds, if I read them correctly, like uh, Faith, Love, and Mason Jars and Dickie Bird's Nests also have <laughs> relieved themselves on their property when their wellies were covered in garden dirt. And our friend, uh, Rachel Costin Bader was also Shay in the butchering club, the butchering the word Espalier club. Now I don't know that she said it Excalibur. I don't know if she was confusing her British legends with a very groomed apple tree, but she was also confused on the pronunciation of Espalier. Well, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. And also, so there you have it. those are my favorite comments of the week. My favorite text message was from my friend Lauren, who sent me a message in all caps that said, uh-huh, you oh, no. two have peed outside when we were fishing for catfish in Mississippi. And I was like, did I? I, okay, let me say this. I am sure. And many times in my life, particularly in college, probably um, I have done that outside. I just don't do it in the garden when my bathroom is right there. That's all. But yes, Lauren was correct. When we were fishing in Mississippi, I did do that outside. And I will give you if if it's you that needs the benefit of the doubt for not peeing outside rather than me, um, (laughs) I will give you the benefit that. You are very exposed. I mean, yeah, there's really you're like in a big. Yeah, it's very open. Well, even if, like I, if I was in your market garden, I would not be no. relieving myself. But if I was in your because, area, I wouldn't either because a tick would probably crawl up there. Oh, so be careful where you squat, Angela. Oh, so daily life, like I, we kind of talked about before, we are not stay at home moms. We are work at home moms, which is an entirely different beast. And beast, beast being the most important word there, um, because typically we're the beasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. No. <laughs> yes. Especially by like 11 in the morning. We are beasts. Um, it's tough, you know, working moms. I know a lot of you who are listening or work at home or are work out of the home. I know a lot of you are also stay at home moms. And we're like this weird hybrid between the two where we get the benefit of being with our kids and with our spouse all day. Um, but we're also trying to sort of balance, you know, teaching geography lessons with trying to run a business. And Mm. I mean, it's just hard. Can I just start off by saying that daily life is, um, so blessed and so good, but a grind. And in order to do the type of things that Angela and I do, I think, that's the only word that comes to mind is just grind. Do you, that is a do great you have word. a better one? It, it's a, <laughs> I, I really don't actually for the first time. Yeah. Hey, you word trumped me. <laughs> I know some often I get up in the morning and I just, I'm staring down the day. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> get to the bathtub. <laughs> you can do it. Just get yes. to the bathtub. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it It is different because our we're touching on so many different things throughout the day. And it's very easy to feel like you're not doing any of those good. And it's very easy to have like a really great week of homeschooling. But right. then your your business takes a hit right. or or vice versa. Um, there's definitely an ebb and a flow. People will say, I don't know how you do it all. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. If I'm like, if it looks like I'm killing it, 
you know, on social media, which is ridiculous because that's social media, then I probably didn't work out that week right. or something. You know, there's something, something always, always has to give. Something always gives. So let's start yeah. at the beginning. What time do you get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. If I work out, then I'm up at 501. If I don't work out, then I'm up between six and seven. Wow. Seven. Wow. I mean, it, you know, uh, yeah. Wow. Seven is late. That is late. Seven is very late, but I, I'm factoring in like the variables, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've had some health stuff. If I had a bad evening sure. or a bad night, then I, sure. I do give myself the luxury of sleeping in, but that doesn't mean I don't wake up. I mean, I wake up when it's dark and sometimes Joel has really been encouraging me to be nicer to myself. So if yeah. I need the extra 45 minutes, then I'm trying to take it, yeah. which is very counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think for you right now, I think takes an effort. that's the definitely yeah. the right move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it there's nothing like getting up early. Right. Getting up early is the way to go for mm-hmm. me because it just sets the tone of the whole day. Right. And- yeah, I didn't so used to be a morning person. It that's been, you know, in the last five years or so, where now I I do savor getting up in the morning instead of vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you were the one who actually encouraged me to start getting up early a couple of months ago. Do you remember this? <laughs> no. And now you're sleeping until seven. Yeah, you did. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> I said occasionally. <laughs> um. So I get up at five weekdays and Mm -hmm. like you said, just, I use the time I put my earbuds, earbuds, is that what they're called? Earbuds, earbuds. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) You know, the little doohickeys that go in your ear. So I put those in and I listen to my audio Bible and I put my makeup on and I get dressed and do my hair, put my shoes on and put my apron on. So I kind of just use that time to get ready for the day. And that's mostly because when my kids get up, they get up like between six and six thirty. Typically, I have to be ready to go. If I start the day in my pajamas and they're like already up asking what's for breakfast, like it's just no. It's over. You don't hardly recover until about two in the afternoon. It's over. If if that's the pace I start at, it's just call it. Just red flag it because I know. Yeah. It's only an hour, but I tell you, it makes all the difference because after I get ready, I have a cup of coffee. I have some time with Stuart to sort of powwow about the day, pray for the kids, you know, think about the day ahead and then kind of get something started for breakfast. At the very least, like turn the oven on. So when I come in to do a frittata or something, it's heated up. So that's a big part of my a big part of my week. And my way to get things done is to Mm -hmm. get my feet on the ground first thing in the morning it's hard especially because I just bought these sexy high thread count sheets I just basically had to burn our bedding after I don't even know how many years it happens so fast that (laughs) that brown sludge that brown line through the middle on the rim of my white comforter it's just like I don't know I don't know what it is I I wash my bedding like my comforter my throws, everything, every single Wednesday. Yeah, it's like the hot bath. It's like the treat. Like without oh, clean fail. sheets tonight. Hallelujah. Clean sheets tonight. Yeah. It's but I know. The, it's clean sheet it day. It doesn't matter. There's still yeah. like this body gunge. It doesn't matter. I know. And I finally had it. 
I had it and I just went and I spent money that I didn't have set aside to spend on this. But I tell you, I am sleeping like a queen, like a queen. Like every time I roll over in the night, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. And then I roll the other side. Oh, yeah, baby. Like It's so good. I love that. No, I love it when you roll over and you're like, oh, yeah. Like I love to iron my sheets and starch them. And that's what I do when I iron and starch my sheets. I roll over. I'm like, oh, you're so glad you did that. You sexy beast. Oh, yes. It's so true. So, okay, that's wake up in bedtime. We talked about bedtime, right? We're both early to bedders. Mm-hmm. Have a little downtime before bed. Well, see, yes. But again, this is where I just feel like kind of like I mentioned a few yeah. weeks ago with screen time, the early bedtime thing to me is just. I'm like, oh, with your kids? That woman oh. that was so strict about bedtime. Seven, seven thirty. So you don't have a bedtime now for your kids. No, I do. But it's just later than it than I than I was raised and later than than I did until about two years ago. Yeah. It's, it's eight, eight thirty. It's, and it's, I think it's just the dynamic of you have three girls in one room ages 10 to three mm-hmm. or 10 to six rather. Yeah. Ani's is six. No, wait. Amelie just got her own room. And then you have four boys. <laughs> Good bloody grief. How many children like do I have? I do their names. <laughs> you have... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You have three boys in another room. So you have a, a 14 and a half year old and a three year old. And you've got the eight year old that doesn't really want to go to bed with the three year old. Everyone, there's like this whole hierarchy. Well, but I've got a 10 year old that's like, but now I'm a preteen. So why do I have to go to bed with a six year old? I'm like, you're a preteen? Like, who, who gave you that idea? It's bedtime. That actually brings up a good point because your kids share bedrooms. My kids share bedrooms. And that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) To, To my kids, not to you, to my kids. Get over it. Georgia said to me the other day, she was just like, I would really like to have my room because Juliet messes it up. I'm like, A, Juliet does not mess it up, Miss Thing. And B, sorry, suck it up. I shared a room till I was 18. And you know what it taught me? That I didn't get to be selfish. Right. <laughs> because literally nothing is your own. You know, somebody's always going to be in your business. Um, it's a, That's a big part of our daily life is those sh- shared rooms because you're, da- you're navigating a lot of dynamics there. So somebody asked about cleaning rhythms, and this is important to know on this subject. We have a schedule for cleaning. Mondays is the girls' bedroom. It gets a deep clean, which means like all the laundry is washed and folded and hung and put away in one day. Under the bed gets a sweep so we can get out all those apple cores, you know, like <laughs> I'm not alone. Toilet paper and whatnot. <laughs> Sheets. Get I pulled changed. an apple core out of the Lego bin the other day that was like mm, petrified. That's yummy. delicious. That's yummy. Yeah. Um, sheets get changed. So I know at least like once a week, you know, I pull all the weird socks and stuff off the bottom and they have to be a part of this. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff gets wiped down. It's a, it's a big day. Mondays and Tuesdays are hard day for hard days as a mom, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, usually I send you a picture of it and I'm just like this, I can't take this. I can't do this one more time, but I do. And then, uh, Tuesdays is the boys' room and Wednesday's our room. 
So everybody gets clean sheets. Everybody has their own laundry day. Um, and we make sure to follow it through because everybody knows that putting laundry away is the hardest task for any homemaker Why? in the entire universe. It's like harvesting your honey. Like I still have a tub of frames in my refrigerator. Why is it so hard for me to just harvest the honey? Why is putting... My friend Amber says, she's like, I can wash and dry the laundry in 24 hours, but I need five to six business days to put it away. Seriously. <laughs> so true. It's so true. So what are your cleaning rhythms like now with your kids? Like, how are you managing the house stuff? Well, you know, I'm really big on self-sufficiency. So, I mean... By the time they're three, they can scramble their own eggs. Mm -hmm. They can turn on the stove. They can scramble their eggs. You know, I, I like to. And I think that was probably like a necessity as the mother of invention, because I'm so violently sick when I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. I made my kids learn how to do things because right. there were just days where they literally had to fend for themselves until noon. I mean, you know, I know what you mean. Don't call CPS, but you know what I'm saying. Like, um, Mom was there. She was just barfing in the toilet. I was there. I was just making out with the toilet. Um, but they do all their own bedding. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So even the six-year-old, mm -hmm. like they strip their beds. Right. They put the stuff. They know how to put it in the washer. They do the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just like any family, like we fall off the wagon. So I'll be like really strict. Okay. Mondays is your laundry day. Tuesdays is mom's laundry day. Wednesdays is the boys, you know, right. and then that goes on for a few months and I'm like, I got this, I got this, mm -hmm. and you then know, you and then stop. And then we stop. It's like taking your vitamins <sighs> you know? where you're like, God, I feel so good. I feel so good. I'm not going to take my vitamins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah. um, but the, you know, the bedrooms are challenging. Yeah. There's Legos and forks and apples and. Yep. Yep. Mm, it's too true. much laundry. You just keep donating. You just keep donating and donating and donating. And then a friend is like, I have a bag of hand-me-downs. And you say no. <laughs> no, I've gotten to the point where I just say, no, I can't. I can't bring any more stuff into this house. There. Yeah, it's yeah, it's bad. I'm like, because the stuff has babies. The stuff is literally procreating. It's true. The Legos are procreating. The rotten apples are procreating. And I have like, I'm like so strict, man. If I see a garment with a hole, a whole sock, a sock with like a hint of a hole, it's in the garbage. It's out. Don't even just take it out of circulation. Um, something I do do is I'm... I might not be the best at getting the laundry put away. Right. But I am adamant that it's not all over mm -hmm. the house. That that is a that is a trigger mm -hmm. for me. I can Joel will bring it in sometimes and he'll set it on the kitchen table. I'm like, oh no, no, no. We mm -hmm. don't put clean laundry on the kitchen table. We don't put clean laundry on the couch. That is not where clean laundry goes. I have a table up in our bathroom mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it gets laid as it gets laid, quote, flat, unquote, on that table. And then um, we have a railing in the hallway. So my girls will lay. I'm like, right. OK, it's time to do laundry. So they lay dad's pile, Aiden's pile. And everybody kind of puts their own away. Most of our clothes are hung up. We don't have that much uh, dresser space. Um, but, yeah, I cannot stand laundry. Like when I was a kid growing up. My mom would put it on the, or maybe I did, I don't know, would put it on the couch. Laundry has been my chore since I was six years old. So I have very strong feelings of hatred. 
towards it. Mm-hmm. And then I would fold it and like the piles would get put on the stairs. Yeah. And that was like the clue oh, yeah. for the family. Hey, you need to take your laundry up. But we know how that goes. Mm-mm. You guys do. Yeah. You don't really have stairs like that. Do you? Do you guys have piles on the stairs? Or are you disciplined enough to like put something issue. away? Or do you hand it right to the child? Because like I put things on the stairs and I'll say like, hello, that is clearly your pair of shoes. Don't walk past it. Yeah, no, I've had um, I've had many years of being in the swamp, in the laundry swamp. So I don't say mm-hmm. this like I've, you know, mastered anything. But our washer dryer was originally in our kitchen mm-hmm. in this house. That's just where it was. I don't know why. But it got me in a really good habit of when I would take something out of the um, dryer, mm-hmm. I would fold it or put it on hangers, you know. And so I would take the laundry basket into the bedrooms, but it would all kind of be ready to be put away. And I kind of carry that too. So our laundry room's downstairs, kind of where my office is. And because I just do like, you know, the girls the, or the girls do their laundry, but on Monday, it's easy to take it out. And I, yeah. I give it to the kids. No, like they know how to no. put their laundry away. I don't do anything with theirs. It's like, girls, here's your laundry. You have it put away before dinner. Tuesdays, boys, here's your laundry. Have it put away before dinner. What? Honestly, Stuart is the worst. <laughs> He's the one who... He's the one who really struggles with putting his laundry away. And part of me for a few years was oh, like, I remember nice the blog post. Put his laundry away. And then for the last like six <laughs> months, yeah, I don't do it anymore. I just, I put it in there. It's clean. It's piled. It's ready for him to put away. And if he doesn't put away, I, when I get into bed at night, I will literally just throw it on the floor on his side of the bed. I'm like, you can walk over. I don't care. It's your clothes. You, if you want him to be on the floor, that's fine. But like, I'm, you know, does that make me mean? I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't because it's this, it's the same thing here. So we take everybody's clothing and we put it in their closets. So all the boys, we like it's this is a two bedroom house. Yeah. So that's how many closets yeah. we have, which is so bizarre. And so we will put Joel's laundry on his side of the closet mm-hmm. and he'll say, you guys just threw my laundry in the closet. I'm like, no, actually, we just laid it there. Right. Now, now you, you may hang it, it up. Exactly. Because... I just always like, you know, when your kid is sassing you, my friend Rosemary says, like, if your six-year-old is sassing you, just tack 10 years on to that and imagine a 16-year-old sassing you. So it's much easier to nip it in the bud at six. I will think to myself, and I have in loving respect said to my husband before, I will be darned if I'm going to be 70 putting your laundry away. (laughs) Like, I'm happy to wash it for you, but you may hang it up. Because I'm a work at home mom. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Cleaning rhythms yeah. are hard. I mean, laundry is just yeah. hard. I once looked into in one of my lower moments, I looked into a service that would like pick up our laundry and wash it and fold it and bring it back to us. And it was going to cost us on the amount of loads that we have on average a month. It was going to cost us like eight hundred dollars a month to get our laundry washed. And I was just like, oh, this is why it feels like a chore. Because it is. Somebody else has deemed this $800 a month of value, right, that you're bringing to your home essentially by doing laundry. Um, But I didn't go and do that. But what I did do, and people have asked me about this before, but I've never really talked about it, is when I had Juliet, so when I had my fourth kid and I was working at home, at this time I was working close to, you know, between 30 and 35 hours a week, I would say. I did hire house cleaners and it was a mm-hmm. big investment for us financially, a big one. Um, 
but just to have somebody else come in once a week and they just clean the floors and they scrub the toilets and they would help me with some bigger projects like cleaning out the ovens or things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily have time for otherwise. I've had them now coming to our house um, ever since then. So the funny thing, though, is when you say you have house cleaners, you sound really posh. Um, but I still spend basically 23 hours a day cleaning. It's just literally the two hours a week where it's being done and I don't have to do it. So it's it's just a breather. It's not I yeah. sweep and mop my floors every other day. I sweep every day, sweep and mop every other day. I'm vacuuming. I'm, I mean, like I'm dusting. It's oh, I wish that I could be more oh, systematic, I guess, and sharing how we handle the cleaning rhythms for people. So that would probably be most helpful. But what I'm trying to say is it's basically like pouring a glass of water on a table. And it's sort of like <laughs> just the way it is, right? It all goes everywhere all the time. It's moving. There's no way to hold such structure to it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. It really does. I think that a lot of women are just really desperate for the secret sauce. Yes. And I think, you know, and I just think that comes down to a lot of what is an integral, sadly, maybe part of being a woman. Just work. I mean, let's face it. We do constantly compare ourselves to each other. Mm -hmm. And so you can see a mother or you can see an Instagram feed, maybe like one of those professional organizers or something. And you just... You're like, well, she has it. Marie Kondo. And I don't. She has it together and I don't. Yeah. Or, And that's just really not the case. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always tell people, look, something is always giving. So either I'm on point with my laundry and I've got zits or it's like mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. is always, is always giving. And right. that's how our cleaning is where there's always, it, it, it's, there's no it's one like and done. Circulation. Yeah. There's no one and done. And it's, and we each have this unique position where we are full-time families. So there are a lot of people in one space all All day long. And so I think typically like even with a housekeeper, you know, I'm uh, from the Chicago suburbs. So you have like this kind of like quintessential McMansion, granite countertops, everything's tidy. Nothing is rustic. Mm-hmm. Every, there's plenty of closets. You know, it's built <laughs> to accommodate a modern family and the housekeeper comes in once a week and everybody's at school or work and it's tidy. It stays tidy. Like that's not what we're talking about. Here. Nope. That's, that's not what we're talking about. It, at I mean, all. at the end of it, it's still, it's just a grind. So yeah three meals a day that you're eating with your family, you grind out dishes. And yes, I train my children to help. Um, It's the only chore that I pay Georgia for right now um, because she does all the dishes Mm -hmm. for the house. And I pay her a dollar a day. (laughs) Don't tell her what her value is worth. What? Mm -hmm. My, there would be mutiny on the bounty. Why? Because my kids are so entrepreneurial, so financial oh, savvy. Yeah. They would laugh in my face if oh, I offered a dollar well, a day don't for dishes. Tell Georgia. She's asked me Georgia. if she can listen to the podcast. She cannot listen to this episode. Georgia. <laughs> I'm advocating for you. No, Owen's in charge of unloading the dishwasher. Owen and Will. Or mm-hmm. Owen mostly because he can reach the things. Will clears the yeah. table. Juliet pushes chairs in and wipes down the table. And Georgia loads mm-hmm. the dishwashers and, and gets 
all the the hand wash stuff ready for me. I don't want her to do that because we have this really beautiful cast iron farm sink and I don't want her to drop like heavy cast iron skillets on it. They're tricky. Yeah. And yeah. so I come in and do the final polish. I wash hand wash wipe off the counters. Um, that's three times a day, y'all. Sometimes five, <laughs> depending on snack time. It's a Just, grind. Oh, you, mean, you mean breakfast B? Yeah. Breakfast part B? Yeah. Because the Hobbit that's breakfast. what they all want at 1035. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. We're just getting ready to start school, but I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So isn't there oatmeal left? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Our daily life, pretty as it may look on Instagram, um, at the end of the day, I mean, I'll just keep going back to this. It's a grind. Laundry, grind. Cleaning, grind. Let's talk about work. Okay. Work. What word do you think I'm going to (laughs) use? Grind. (laughs) Now, we love what we get to do for work. It is truly spectacular. I mean, really, really amazing. But, you know, when you're going through 500 emails from people who are like, I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. (laughs) Shut up. Keep talking. Um, You know, it's just fatiguing. It's like any other job that anybody else has. Yeah. And when you're working, you feel mom guilt. And when you're momming, you feel CEO guilt. (laughs) Um, So that really just kind of becomes, I don't know if this is, it's this way for you, Angela, but it's, um, I've tried to systematize it much like cleaning the best that you can. But at the end of the day, I kind of have to just sit and look at the day and say, how is this, how is the grind of work going to work today? You know, is it? Yeah a YouTube video that I need to grind out? Is it social media stuff I really need to pay attention to? Am I teaching a doTERRA class that I really need to invest some time into? Um, But as a mom and as a working mom, I haven't really found a good balance between that work other than just being trying to focus on being really grateful that I can do this and be with my kids. Although that's a thousand times harder than just working away from them, I think. It is. It's it's extremely. <laughs> yeah. Extremely uh, difficult. And I I do feel very blessed at the fact that there aren't 50 to 60, even 30 hours a week required mm-hmm. to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And very um, grateful for just the modern conveniences of, you know, even just newsletters that you can program to go out. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to remember that they're going out. Now you have to write them. Right. And you have to be in a coherent state without (laughs) children crawling all over you. So there's no typos. And so the links actually work (laughs) and things like that. But I mean, we were profoundly blessed, profoundly, but that does not take away from, from the demand. The blessing doesn't take away from the demand and from the responsibility. And if, I don't know if you're anything like me, I, I do my best to keep it on the lowdown. Big time. I mean, I I don't want them to remember my back. <laughs> right. You know, While staring at, yeah. at a computer screen. I know. Yeah. Well, yes but, and no. Because even today. Yes and no. Because I've also just been like, this is what we do for work. Like, you know, right. life isn't just us getting to homeschool and go pet our lambs. Like there's legitimate work that has to be done that we have to do in order to keep a roof over our heads as it were. Yeah. 
I try to let them know, like when you do the dishes and when you help with the farm chores or you help mom pull weeds or you vacuum your bedroom, that is you working for Parisian farm girl. Mm -hmm. Like our family motto, we have a family motto. I don't know if you guys do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's team read. Oh, and are you serious? um, It's team read. Ours is team Elliot, but then we high five and we miss. Like we always pass each other's hands because, you know, we're all, we're never quite accurate. (laughs) Right. That is so funny. Yeah. Ours is, it's been team read for forever. I got the idea from Laura Ingalls Mm. actually. Uh, She, she used to, before she was, you know, Mm -hmm. Laura Ingalls, she would write for a newspaper and I have this book of all the newspaper articles that she wrote and she wrote a, I actually, I think I spoke on it like at a mops group once. She wrote this one that just touched me so much. And it was, you know, I come from a farming background. My grandparents were farmers and the farm had a name. And she she spoke to not only should we give our farms a name, but we should give our families Mm -hmm. some sort of verbiage to cling to something that is just ingrained in us. And then when that time where we need to draw on our fortitude comes, we know who we are. Right. And oh man, I loved it. She's like, perhaps the family should have a motto as well. And oh yeah, it just resonated with me. I, my, I think my grandmother got me that book when I was 16 years old. Mm. I remember the Christmas and I remember reading that. And then subsequently again, reading it as a mother thinking, oh my goodness, we need a family motto. So it is, it's team read. I can't, that's hysterical. I love that. Yeah. Ours is team Elliot. And then the missing it's, high five. Uh, speaking of Latin fortitude at recte, which means the strength to do what's right. And so when I face my day, my daily grind, mm-hmm. do I have the strength to do what's right? And what right, what is right is not easy. Um, doing chores, sticking to plans, staying in your budget, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. <laughs> it's not, but the idea is that, you know, you develop enough character, of course, to be able to withstand that and to stomach that and, you know, hoping mm-hmm. to pass that down to your children as well. Even if it's scrubbing toilets, you know, this is what's right and good for the family. This is what serves the team, as it were, and being willing to involve them in that. So somebody else on Instagram asked if your kids help with farm chores. I know the answer to that. <laughs> uh Yes. 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 Everyone helps. Uh, we're actually not homeschooling this week because it's a really beautiful week. We have really good weather and we have a ton to do on the farm. This is kind of one of the biggest reasons we homeschool is because our seasons work different here on the farm. Summer is actually a mm-hmm. lot calmer than spring is. Spring is all hands on deck. More on that to come in the next gardening podcast. But yesterday I had all the kids out there in the pasture with me pulling out scrub brush And we were just burning just nasty weeds and, you know, tumbleweed and stuff that has blown in over the winter. And they were all just like, this is terrible. This is the worst job ever. I'm like, yes, it is. It is. And we're just going to do it for four hours. (laughs) You know, like, so sorry, children. (laughs) You're going to be fine. But, you know, at the end of it, they had such pride in their work. I mean, they Mm -hmm. they really were. They were looking out in the pasture like this is this is beautiful. Like we've, we've contributed to this. And I think that's a really important thing. That's a big part of our daily life. A big part. It's like just character development (laughs) at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing develops your character like manure. Right. 
Isn't that the truth? Or milking, you know, when you just got to right. do something. Um, let's talk about the daily routine of farm chores a little bit. What does that look like at y'all's house? Well, uh, we rely very much on our 14 and a half year old son. Uh, the chores are his primary responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, often Joel will go out with him. I like to go out with him for some reason. He doesn't really want me to, <laughs> but I like to go because I want to see my animals. And he doesn't want you to go out because do you're going to micromanage his work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he's got the uh, budding social life. And so uh, sometimes he's not here at dinner time, mm-hmm. or sometimes he's not here in the evening. And so I feel like that's him his big contribution. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. You know, we have sheep and goats and chickens and geese right now. It's the drudgery of it right now is because, uh, our farming area of the property is a little bit a ways away and there's no plumbing. So we carry five gallon buckets Ah. of water. Yeah. Listen, some 14 and a half year olds have to go to the gym and pump iron. Aiden, you see what your parents are giving you a free, Gym yeah, membership. We're doing him a favor. He'll be fine. Your biceps are going to be all be beefed fine. out by summertime. Yeah. You'll be fine. Right. Yep. I, we are, our daily farm tours look a little bit different. Stu's still our foreman because we don't have a 14 and a half year old, although I desperately wish we did have one because um, <laughs> it would be so helpful. I kind of spearhead things indoors after breakfast, chores, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that like eight to 10 o'clock hour is. It's a doozy after breakfast. It is before we sit down for school. That's chore time. And we don't sit down until breakfast dishes are done. Bedrooms are clean. Teeth are brushed. Clothes are changed. Hair is brushed. Animals are fed Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. So Stu typically goes out, waters and feeds the animals. And then we go out and milk. He kind of call me in when he's ready. And it's my calm. It's one of my favorite moments of the day, even though it's a chore. It takes us, you know, 20 minutes probably from start to finish, but it's just like that brief moment of quiet. But we're teaching Georgia and Owen to milk the cow. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh, it's a hoot. It is a hoot. Listen, if y'all have never milked a cow, there is a true dexterity to it, like playing a guitar or, you know, like you have to train your hands and fingers to know Mm -hmm. what to do. And how you have to pinch the top and then use the rest of your fingers to squeeze the milk out. Scroll right? down. Right? Because if you just right. squeeze it, it'll just boop, pop right back up into the udder. It doesn't work. Um, yep. Owen's fearless. He just gets in there and just goes for it. But George is a little bit more timid, you know, and it reminds me a lot of when I first started where, you know, you get like a squirt every, you know. Five seconds and um, right. Oh, it's a blast. Well, with a goat, is it the same thing with a goat? They can't see what we're doing with our hands, but with you, you kind of pump up, bump, bump into the udder and yep. trap it. Yep. And exactly. then, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just a little, it's a little scary with a cow and our cow is fabulous, but you know, you kind of got to be out there with them just to teach them how to yeah. watch her feet and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, eventually the kids are going to be the ones who, I mean, I told Owen, you, you can't grow up on a farm with a dairy cow and leave it not knowing how to like straight up milk a dairy cow, like by yourself, start to finish. So, you know, but that's a training process and yeah, you have to leave your spell yourself space in the day to train your children if they're home with you, right? Like you can't just push them off to the side and like, okay, let's get our tasks done. It doesn't work like that. Or they'll just leave not knowing anything. 
which would defeat the purpose. Yeah, and the, the, the fact is like, you know, conventional school takes hours. What? I don't know, six, seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to forget that just learning how to do a white load or learning how to milk a cow mm-hmm. or clean your bedroom or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that is, make bread. Like that is part of their education. Big time. Like I think you and I are really committed to a similar skill set. Like we want to send out, I, I have friends that they cannot change a light bulb. I'm not kidding. Like this is when they're, when there's something wrong, mildly wrong electric or whatever, like they have to mm-hmm. hire help. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what do I do? And you know, the, the circuit breaker goes down or what do I do? You know, yeah. it's, we want to like raise capable human beings that can get through the day and maybe hire out construction help or hire out X, Y, Z, but that, that have a really expanded versatile skill set. Big time. And it's mm-hmm. really simple to remember that the, whatever they're doing at six forty-five in the morning, that does count as school. Big time. You know, and that's a big yeah. part of daily life. Wouldn't you say like just yeah, and it takes huge. up a lot of your time where you're just like, actually, this is how we do dishes, you know, or this is how we load a dishwasher. Um, yeah, I would love to give my children the type of education where they can go to an Ivy League school if they want. But dang it, they're going to know how to milk a cow. They're going to know how to work hard. You know, it really is giving yeah. them the tools to be able to learn anything that they want to learn. Yeah, because it's definitely not one or the other when you're homeschooling. There are enough hours in the day to prep them for the Ivy League. And then there's enough hours in the day for some hardcore pragmatism, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the grind. That's a bit of the grind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the grind. I'm going to force us to switch our situation because apparently this is a topic we like to talk about. Food prep, cooking, cooking from scratch. Go. Okay. (laughs) I do not food prep. I don't either. Um, aside from bread starting, yes, sourdough, sourdough. Or, you know, even just conventional, you know, whatever. Yeah, My daughters don't. So do you're not the type sourdough. to do, um, you know, thirty freezer meals. No, is that because you're at I home? Was. Is it just because you're at home and you can? Like, if you worked at an office, would you? Uh, Sorry, that was a lot of questions. I overloaded re- no, her that's brain. That's a really good question. Um, that's I have the last. I have. The, I do have the a memory of the last time I did that. And I was expecting baby number four. Mm -hmm. And I remember I made like 15 lasagnas (laughs) and put them in the freezer. I mean, I was, I was on it. I was amazing. Um, I think it's probably twofold. Um, Maybe, maybe it's threefold. I don't know. Let me flush this out. Uh, Number one, I don't want to eat that food. I love that you said um, that because the only time I ever did freezer meals was before baby three and I made them after okay. baby three and Stuart was just like, please, we can just have eggs like this is, <laughs> this is no good. We take a beautiful scrambled egg with salt and pepper and some herbs yes. over this slop. Yes. What no. is this? No, and, and I know, I know food prep is really, hold on. I'm going to take a sip of All wine. right. We're really, blo- we're really like, before I tread out on this down thin, here. thin ice here. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I see the food prep and it is impressive, mm-hmm. especially I even think the fresh food prep is more impressive than right. the, the casserole food the, prep. Yep. When I see like my healthy friends that have like the snacks organized and the nuts and the fresh cut veggies, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, get it. Can you come to my house? Yep. 
because I really do. I have this thing about people cutting my produce for me. That is a treat. (laughs) I just, I'm serious. Like if I could hire a private chef, Mm. my refrigerator would be full of ready-made salads and minced onions and crushed garlic. And yeah, no, not for the cooking. No, 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 not that part. Like the snack part. I don't understand. Well, like the little Ziploc bags of broccoli heads. And like when you see like those really that- healthy Instagrammers, <laughs> like those beach body I don't Instagrammers. Them. I and don't they have follow like, them. I'm sorry. Oh. I follow the French ones with the cheese <laughs> melting over the side of the souffle dishes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the crusty yeah. spilled cheese. Over- okay. But you know what I'm I know saying? What you're saying. Um, no, I know what you're there's saying. There's something about. Yeah. Well, like when I go to a party and there's a veggie tray, like I'm stuffing my face because it's pre-cut veggies. I didn't have to cut. <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah. Now I totally lost my yeah, train no, of thought. Um, on, I don't really want to eat. So I, I had a friend and she wanted to do like, um, there was this like co-op thing where you got together and you all made each other's meals and yeah. froze them. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do that. And it was... It was no reflection on her. It was actually, I think we talked about like when we each made a roast chicken for the first time a few weeks ago, it was right when I was like at the Mm -hmm. upward, just coming up to the peak of learning how to cook. And I, I was like, I can't, no, I I can't, I can't do that. I want to do this so bad. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I never really got into like the crock pot, freeze it, making it, make it in advance circuit. But, but I did before baby number four was I did make a, I had an inventory sheet like taped to the side of my yeah. freezer like a boss I had lasagnas and cinnamon bread I had everything we needed to run the house for like the first 60 days because I kind of had this intuitive feeling that baby number four was going to be a little bit different like he was a dream mm-hmm. but I mean just having four mm-hmm. children was that big turning mm-hmm. point as a mother so yeah so I don't bake in advance because yeah. I don't want to eat that way. Right. And cause I enjoy the process. I, I do want to chop the garlic every day. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I agree. You? No, I agree. I'm, I'm very much the same way cooking to me. It's my treat breakfast, meh, lunch, meh, but like dinner, it's my, it's my moment to just enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. And I know that just sounds insane probably to some of you, But, you know, piggybacking on what we've said in some previous episodes, if you haven't listened to those, go do that. We don't do activities that really take us away from the home at night. And so we're home at dinner time. So there's no like rushing out the door. So everyone's here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times Stuart's reading them. We do a lot of read aloud stuff. So like they just finished The Hobbit. So he would sit and they would listen to him read The Hobbit while I would work in the kitchen for an hour prepping something. And as much as I'd like to cook, you know, we've talked about this a lot before, Angela, you know, something fancy, something beautiful every night. That's not really realistic because we are work at home moms and we're homeschooling moms at the same time. Monday through Friday to me is more about sustenance. Like what's the best way I can get them beautiful calories to build their precious little bodies? Um, and then weekends, it gets fun because that's where we kind of get to let our hair down and we can invest a little bit more time and just do special fun 
just because we want to. Yeah, that's so Friday night. It's like get out the cookbook, turn on the music. Like, okay, this is mom's kitchen. Everybody out. Yeah, exactly. Everybody out. Go outside. Go do whatever it is Mm -hmm. you're going to do. But I'm going to have some time in here and, you know, more like Tuesday afternoon. Okay, you bring in the eight year old and you're like, okay, and now here's how we're going to do this. And it's more at the training. So to keep it fun, I try to give us each a little bit of time in there. Um, I do meal plan a little bit, but like a half step ahead, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally like at dinner time, I'm thinking, okay, what do I need for breakfast? Do I need to start some bread? Do I need to, you know, take out X, Y, Z? Do I have enough eggs to make this? So I'm just thinking a meal ahead, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And that's just daily life. So I think breakfast is the one meal where we're doing like things in advance. So we'll make oatmeal bake at night mm. and that's Juliet. So Amelie yeah. starts bread um, at night and Juliet will do an oatmeal bake or I'll do an egg bake with yesterday's bread, you know, croutons and mm-hmm. you know how I feel about sauteed onions with my eggs. So oh, the first time I went to visit Angela, this was actually the first time that we met in person. My whole family showed up at her house, her old house. And there was one morning that you made us breakfast there and it was just like caramelized onions with a proper fried egg on top. And it's one of my favorite breakfasts ever. Give me that and a little piece of crusty bread and like an espresso. (gasps) I will die a happy death. And some parsley as soon as parsley is available from the garden. Yes, I will never forget actually when I made you an omelet when you came to my house and you're like, where's the green stuff? (laughs) I was like... I had made like 12 omelets did I that say, morning. I did not I say. I was like, too sick to say that. Do you know why I was too sick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. Don't you do it. Okay. Okay. Angela has a duck egg allergy. And I know this. I know this about her. What I didn't know was that goose eggs are apparently the same. I think whatever amino acid, extra amino acid that's in a duck egg that makes people react to it, people will also react to goose eggs. And I'm very sorry that I poisoned you. On my first trip to the Elliot, first and only trip to the Elliot homestead, I christened her toilet in her beautiful bathroom right next to that cast iron tub. And you got to take a beautiful soak in my cast iron tub. Yeah. After that. That's great. To wash the vomit off your face. I'm really sorry about that. That's great. I won't do that to you again. <laughs> I will try not to do that to you again. Oh, that's what you get for being polite. I almost, I swear, I almost said, Shay, there's no chance you put a goose egg in this, is there? Because I don't really want to tread those waters the first me. time. I was trying to be polite. I was so tired. We had had a hellacious night driving know, through the mountains. I know. The irony to me is that our geese lay eggs for like two weeks a year. I know. So... Like the fact that I put a goose egg into this whole thing is just dumb. I mean, also. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, We got to we are actually over our time already, but that's OK, because we are in charge. Are we really? But I do want to. We are. I know we could. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of what people wanted to hear about. So do you nap? Let's hit some of these real fast. Um, When I nap. It's very, very few and far between. And it's because I straight up cannot function without one. Like my <laughs> husband naps. How often do you think that that is? Ooh, 
the man nap. The man nap. We're not going to talk about Joel's man naps. We can't, we can't get too excited too early. All right. Um, not even once a month. No. Okay. Okay. No way. I mean, I just have to be like, I don't. And and it's like the stupid mother thing. Okay. Moms, I need to know this. (laughs) You have the man nap, right? Like the man can just like, (laughs) just like pass out on a Sunday afternoon. And mom is like, okay, sweetie, mom is going to go take a nap. Now mom is really tired. So mom is going to go sleep. Mm -hmm. Please. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to turn on the fan. She put out a tray of pre-cut veggies. Yeah. Right. There's food on the counter. And it says, has everybody gone potty? Now mom's going to take a nap. Like you have to like, (laughs) honey, mom's I'm going to take a nap. Okay, babe. Like I really need a nap. Like for the love you take a nap every day. It's my turn. Mom needs a nap. Mom needs a nap. (laughs) The disclaimers (laughs) that a mother has to give. Before no. grabbing a nap. Ready to frost it for supper. It's going to be fine. Oh no, I don't nap for that very reason because it makes me like rank because I'm just so angry at the world for the disclaimers I have to make. Like, Yeah, I just have to be like, like losing my mind, you know, where you're like, am I pregnant? I'm so tired, yeah. you know, like just like. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have to move okay. through these faster, Angela. All right. Do you date night away from the farm? Uh, yes. Uh, in theory, but not like in the last, <laughs> not like since Halloween. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Prioritize. Well, we get away for date nights as often as we can. Yeah. But I live in Siberia. So like yes. after I know. the 31st. But you also have a 14 year old. So like sometimes you guys will like, you know, be able to steal away for a latte or something. Yes. Just those brief moments away. Yeah. We'll cut away for Super a cup of valuable. coffee, but not necessarily date yes. night. Right. Mm -hmm. No, any moment that you get to spend with your spouse where you get to see them as a person and not as a roommate who also helps you raise your children (sighs) is such a blessed event. I swear. Honestly, I I always just like grab Stu's face and I'm like, God, I love you as a person. Like I forgot. I forgot how much I love you (laughs) just to be able to see them, to see them as your companion and not just your helpmate is so lovely. Um, Love date nights away from the farm. Um, okay, next question is, do you have any hired help? We kind of touched on that a little bit. I do have house cleaners who come in and they work for two hours a week and I love them. Shout out to them. Right. But that's it. And for three hours on Thursdays, this is how Shay's phone call would go. Um, hey, mm. what are you doing? Don't hate me, but my housekeepers just got here. <laughs> uh, I'm free if you want to talk. I'm free if you want to talk. <laughs> I'm drowning in laundry. Yes. Um, No, I actually just hired um, a mother's helper. And I just say that because she kind of does anything I need her to do. So really, I mean, she has uh, helped me with some emails. She's addressed packages for me. She vacuums. And so that's that's only been about like the last six weeks. And I have to say it's been life changing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to have somebody like that, but I'm so worried about having somebody in my space. I am intensely introverted and private. Yeah, but I had like 40 envelopes that needed to be addressed. I mean, that is something. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, I can homeschool my kids, but someone else can address the envelopes. You know, <laughs> like, OK, that's fair. Yeah. OK, next question. Yeah. How, how do you find your motivation when life brings you down? Um, I just sort of, I'll get personal on this one. I just pray because typically 
there is any manner of spider webs that I could find myself in during the day. The car is dirty. The cow got out. There's laundry. I didn't pull meat out for dinner, you know, and these kinds of things are small, but in daily life, they feel big in the moment. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when I get slogged down in that, I just sort of need to realign myself with what I have decided is important and valuable and good and true and beautiful. And when I take my eyes off of that is when those little things become big things. Yeah. So when I find myself completely unmotivated, that's what I have to do first. Eyes on the prize, as they say. Or as my pastor says, the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. Love it. Yeah, it's really it's easy um, because I'm, you know, a self-starter, activator, pull myself up from my bootstraps kind of person. It's really, really easy for me to think that I'm the answer. And I, I know it really <laughs> yes. seriously. I'm just, no, I'm I know just I, I'm laughing because I totally like, resonate. I, and I have to remind myself <laughs> yep. like repeatedly, my mm-hmm. help is in the name of the Lord over and like <laughs> an A over and over again. You are not the answer. <laughs> like, hello. Yes. You cannot fix this. Right. You cannot hold this house together. You cannot go about your day. Right. And just you know, kill it because you could kill it today and then tomorrow you could be under the tires and that's just the way it goes. So chin up, ladies. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. You are not alone. I know that we did not get to everybody's questions and I feel like, honestly, I feel like we could sit here for three more hours and really dissect this because when I was, especially when I was a young mom, when I had ambitions of homesteading and learning to cook from scratch and thought about homeschooling my kids, I had a million questions about like, how do you actually do it? Um, so takeaways from today would be, we don't do it all. Something always gives. Everybody has dirty laundry hidden in their closets somewhere, even if it's not literally dirty laundry in their closets, right? Mm-hmm. We all have pockets where if we give attention to one thing, something else pays the price for that. Um, I think one other takeaway that we didn't quite touch on fully would just be playing to your strengths. So if you don't like to cook, then you should probably meal plan and you should probably do some food prep. Um, if you like to cook, play to that, incorporate that into your daily life. What am I missing? I think that's fantastic advice. You know, I'm always like, joie de vivre this, well, joie you. de vivre that, like joy in life. I think that playing to your strengths is a huge aspect of homemaking that is not talked about and not addressed and people don't even know like how to do that or, or not given. Ooh, let's do that for our next episode. Let's do that. There, like, there really not is a lot there. Like give yourself permission. Yeah. No, there is a lot there in terms of even how you deal with your children, your spouse yeah. felt, you know, opening your home for company. Like, okay, we're going to do that next ladies. Cause I feel like we've left you with kind of a teaser here. Yeah. It's not really fair. But we do appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you for hanging with us while we went 20 minutes over. Did we really? (laughs) Hopefully you got a lot of laundry folded during this time. Your house better be immaculate because we are going to turn around and face chaos after this. That's right. That's right. It's going to be horrible. I actually haven't heard anybody and I'm kind of worried about that. I know. Like, did they did they leave? Are they? Do they still want me to be their mom? Right now I'm feeling really grateful that I thawed meat out last night Mm. because I want to send one of those text messages to my mom who lives six minutes away and just being like, hey, mom, 
mom, what you doing? You should probably have us over for dinner. <laughs> A- Love you. Angela's coming too. Oh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listeners so much. Thank you for hanging out here with us. The response to this podcast has been, um, for lack of a better word, overwhelming. Um, because of your support, we catapulted into the top 100 podcasts on Apple, which is insane. Um, uh, yeah, in three three episodes. Almost unheard of for a brand new podcast, especially because, as always, let me end with a disclaimer. We don't know what we're talking about. Absolutely We not. have no systems to solve your problems. Um, I hope you leave here slightly a better human, better able to tackle your everyday life, but no guarantee. <laughs> I bought, wait, Shay, I bought orchids yesterday. <laughs> I bought like, like trashed orchids from the reject section at the, at the nursery. Mm-hmm. And Amelie Lee was with me and she's like, mom, you kill these every time. You sure you want to do this? I'm like, but Ami Lee, this year I'm a better person than I was last year when I bought the orchids. She's like, mom, then you, you buy those orchids. So hopefully you guys are all better than you were yes. an hour and 20 minutes ago. At the very least, you know, you're not alone. Never. Because there is no such thing as superwoman at all. We are all grinding it out together every day. And my grind is going to look a little different than yours, but that's okay. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's what makes the world go round, baby. So if you would like to continue to support our podcast, please leave us a review and comment below or wherever you're listening to this podcast, because that's what these podcast distributors like. That's how other people get to hear about this podcast, mm-hmm. which we would love for them to do. And be sure to visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And that is where you can support the podcast with a monthly allotment. What's the word for it? Of $5 or $10. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For the price of a latte, you can support the podcast, which allows us to keep doing what we're doing. We would very, very much appreciate that support because as of now, this is still a listener supported podcast, which we are happy to have. We are happy to have you as listeners. And we're happy to get to be with you here for another week. Yes. And you know what, Shay? I like the word acknowledged. This is a listener acknowledged podcast. So I'd like to think if our listeners had a podcast, we'd acknowledge them on Patreon. And it's just Patreon is just that old school mentality, just like Leonardo da Vinci had patrons. And so people could say, hey, mm-hmm. we acknowledge what you're doing. We love it. We want to be a part of it. That's what you can do on Patreon. And It is straight up, up and running. So you will receive a digital copy of Shay's cookbook from scratch and my cookbook from France to the farm when you hop on there Mm -hmm. and decide to become a patron. And it's not expensive. No, we're talking about we have two options, a five dollar a month option and a ten dollar a month. The ten dollars for like the hardcore fangirls that want to like private live stream with us. So it's like a once a month yes. private homemaker chic party. And we're about ready to do our first live stream with our $10. So just like give it a whirl. Like and you can just try it for 10 fun. months and then you're like, Hey, that, that wasn't that fun. I'm just going to do $5 or you can just do $10 yeah. a month. Cause that's cheaper than, than date night. Put on your red lips hey. and join us for a live stream. That's right. Yes, please do. I'm wearing a new red because I, I washed that. my red lipstick in the washing machine and ruined an entire load of laundry. 
No, so, you didn't. You didn't tell me that either. Yes, I did. Well, because I cried. <laughs> it's darker. I'm wearing I cried. Pink. It was really sad. Yeah, this is another NARS. I love my NARS lipstick. Yeah. Um, is it Cruella? It's quite Which fabulous. One is that? You know, it's a different one because it comes in like the tube uh-huh. with the wand that you mm. apply it with. I actually don't know the name of it. Well, we'll find it and put it in the show notes. Shay's Sexy Red. (laughs) Yes, we will put it in the show notes. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast and tag any of your Homemaker Chic pictures on Instagram with hashtag Homemaker Chic. From laundry piles to red lips. Yes, you're not alone, ladies. You're not alone. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.